0: Welcome to 1322 Life. I'm so excited to have a special guest named Rachel here with us today. And let me tell you guys a little bit about Rachel. So she is a wife, mom, and certified nutrition coach. She helps Christian women over 35 lose weight and feel confident inside and out without extreme measures, which is what we really need, right? So welcome, Rachel. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you for showing up.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm super excited about this conversation. Can't wait.
0: Yes. So tell me a little bit about it, because one thing that um I love that you said, you were saying that you were called to nutrition coaching full time. Mm-hmm. And it was scary because you were leaving behind a steady income. So just tell me about how that process went because I know for me, it's still a little scary.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where faith comes in majorly into play. Um, but a little bit of background on me I actually went to school for accounting, that's what my degree is in. Okay, and yeah, yeah. So that's kind of funny that we're talking about finances <laughs> and all that. Um, but that's what my degree is in. I'm about bachelor- Bachelor's in accounting. And I did that for about 10 years before my son was born. And when he was born, I just, I'd always kind of wanted to be a stay at home mom anyway. But, you know, I didn't meet my husband until I was almost 30. And so, you know, I did the thing where you go to college didn't get married. So I couldn't have kids be a stay at home mom. So I went to college, um, and got a degree and was really loving what I did for a living. But when I got married and had a son, I just really felt that call again to be, um, a stay at home mom, except this time I didn't want to just be a stay at home mom. I wanted to be a work from home mom. Mm-hmm. And I had had uh, a lot of success in a personal weight loss journey. I started when I was 21 years old, diagnosed with high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I was told it was genetic. That answer did not sit well with me. So Mm -hmm. I went down a path of losing weight because I, in my heart of hearts knew that I had done it to myself by gaining all the weight that I had gained. And Mm -hmm. so I lost the weight. it came off my medicine and that, so nutrition had become a very important part of my life. And so I gotten my certification on the side just because it was something that I really felt called to do, but I never felt myself called to do it full time. Just kind of like a side thing that I did, um, you know, in my spare time because I didn't have kids yet. So (laughs) I had all this spare time to do it. And when my son was born, really started feeling that call to come home. And then he turned one like the weekend before COVID hit. And (laughs) yeah. And so, you know, we were all sent home to work from home. And I got a little taste of working from home and not having to leave him, not having to drive 45 minutes to work, you know, one way. And, you know, the call just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And I had a really, really deep conversation with my husband about how I was feeling the call to become a nutrition coach full time. And you know, we were in agreement that we didn't want someone else raising our son, which that's perfectly fine for some people. For us, it just didn't feel right. You know, it felt like I needed to be home. And so we had the really scary conversation and he said, okay, Rachel, if you really feel God's calling you to do this, then I 100% support you. And I took the leap. I quit my job and God is so good because he sent clients my way. And you know, every month I'm just continuing to be amazed because sometimes I don't know where the money's coming from. Like I may, you know, my clients usually work with me from three to six months um, and they may all be wrapping up and I may be like, okay, God, you know, uh, where are my clients? And he always sends them, you know, so he's been so good. My business has just grown exponentially leaps and bounds further than anything I could have imagined when I started at full time. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about how I got here.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. So I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. So okay, first, like, how did that go for? I have for the nutrition side and for like the quitting job side, right? Mm-hmm. But on the nutrition side, uh, how many pounds did you lose at twenty-one? Like to get off your medication, like how and what did that process look like? How long did it take?
1: Took me several years, um, but I. I have such a story and I don't know if we have time for it today, but I have such a story with how I had no clue how to lose weight. You know, I'm from Alabama. You can probably hear my accent. Um, I'm from Alabama and I didn't have healthy habits growing up, like, and not to any fault of my parents. They just passed down what they grew up with. Right. But I didn't have those healthy habits instilled in me. And so I had to figure it all out. And so I do what most of us do, and I cut calories drastically, kind of did the starvation plan, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I would kind of yo-yo because things would stop working. I would try something else, bounce from fad diet to fad diet, and then I actually lost too much and was kind of under eating. I was not healthy. The other extreme, I got kind of obsessed with the weight loss and all of that, and I was only eating between like eight hundred to a thousand calories a day. Hair was getting really thin, just not very healthy. And this is where God called me into nutrition coaching because I went into a Christian bookstore one day. A copy of the Daniel Plan was sitting there. And I picked it up and there was a chapter in it about uh, gluttony. And it just like, I don't know, it just hit me in the face. It was like, Rachel, you weren't taking care of yourself when you were, you know, going through the gluttony phase of your life. You're not taking care of yourself now. I want to teach you the right way. And then you teach other women so they don't go through this path too. And that's just really where I felt called to get my nutrition coaching certification. But all in all, from my heaviest to the healthy weight that I got to, uh, was a 45 pound weight loss.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. The dating of fast is so difficult. Yes. <laughs> like yes. I've done it a couple of times and I try not to make it a punishment for myself when I do do it. Right. <laughs> because, and then like, even making sure that I stay knowing that, Hey, this is for spiritual gain and not just
1: weight loss. It's okay. all about mindset. Wait yeah. To- Anything you do, any path you take, it's all about the mindset. And I try to instill in my clients, you know, we're not doing this as punishment. Just like you said, that was a great way to put it. It's not a punishment. It's learning how to feel your body properly, feed it what it needs. So you can go out and do what God has called you to do. You are fully equipped to go and do what God has called you to do because if you're not taking care of yourself to the best of your ability. You can't go do the things he wants you to do to the best of your ability as well
0: exactly exactly and that that's so important so I'm happy you brought that up and then like the Daniel fast my very first fast I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) I didn't 40-day Daniel's fast because that's just what you do when you're like gun ho for Jesus. You go, oh, all yeah. in oh, because yeah. he did 40 days in the wilderness. It was supposed to be a 40-day journey for the Israelites, even though it took them 40 years. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a 40-day fast because that's what a fast is. And yep. we're going to do Daniel's way. Yep. And I remember I lost 17 pounds. I that's remember, amazing. yeah, it was, but it was just like, I found myself and then I found out that potatoes aren't really that bad for you because I was eating potatoes and rice and beans like all the time the stuff that they call fattening but it was like really good because right. it kept me healthy it kept me like nourished and full because I needed something to make me full yep. and it was like okay so potatoes aren't fattening. It's just when I do it this way that it's fattening, but I didn't necessarily keep all of that off. I ain't gonna lie. I, I gained it all back. And then some, <laughs> um, because afterwards it was like, oh, let's go all in and eat all the stuff that I haven't eaten. And yeah. even with like being vegan, we did, we were vegan for like over a year. Um, we felt really good doing it, but I also found out that you can be unhealthy and vegan. So oh,
1: sure. <laughs> for sure. And I love that you brought that up too, because a lot of times I see the weight loss is not the struggle. Like you can lose weight. Mm -hmm. You can lose weight multiple times, right? It's the keeping it off. That's the hard thing. And that's where like the discipline comes in. All of these, all of these factors from the Bible play into weight loss. Right. And I, one time I'll never forget this conversation I have with a client. She said, I just really feel, I'm really struggling because I just really feel like I'm never going to be done with this journey. Mm. And I said, you're not, (laughs) you're not ever going to be done. And I don't want that to sound like discouraging, but I want you to think of it like this. You would not pick up your Bible one time and say, okay, I read it. I'm done. You know, exactly. you wouldn't pray one time. Like, well, I talked to God that one time I'm done, you know, that's true we, this is a journey and you're taking care of your body daily. And it's, Mm -hmm. it all goes back to perspective. It all goes back to, to that mindset. And you're pouring into your spiritual health daily by spending time in the word listening to worship music, doing your Bible study, prayer, all of that stuff. You got to do the same thing with your physical health too
0: awesome yeah that is so good and that is like that is just very true that's why I always said like now I'm just looking for lifestyle changes because I'm like if it's not sustainable I don't even want to do it I don't want to do a diet lose 20 pounds and then gain it all back in the next three to six months like and then we get mad at myself because I'm like what am I doing wrong and it's like well you're not doing that diet that made you lose your weight so I'm like well let me just figure out how I can enjoy food (laughs) and do it this way and So I love that you're doing that. That is so needed. We all need to figure out our health, like just, and there's just so many comparisons when it comes to health and finances. A lot of people know what they're supposed to do. It's just so hard for them to actually do it. Yep. Like we know we need to diet or we need to eat healthy and we know we need to exercise and have our water intake and all of those things, but we don't feel like it and we don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just like, I had a client today where I was talking to them about their finances and it's like, hey, look, like you need to know your numbers. If you're going to ask someone for money or ask a bank for money, or even if you're going to be your own bank, you need to know your numbers. Yep, and it's exactly. like, yeah, I know I need to know this, but I pay people to do this stuff for me. And I'm like, yeah, but you still need to understand it. You need to take the time to know it. Like, so
1: Exactly, and you need to know your numbers too with, your health but also like not make it mean anything just like with finances like people are scared to look at it right
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they it's almost like this wall like if I don't know it then it doesn't define anything in my life and I don't have to look at the changes that need to be made exactly it's the same thing <laughs> with health like people are scared to death of the scale they don't want to know or they do know and then they make it mean that they're they're a bad person or they're inconsistent or they're undisciplined. And that doesn't mean anything. You just know your numbers for data so you can make a change.
0: Exactly. And even though I know that I've been avoiding my skill lately, <laughs> 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 I get on it. I get on it when I know I'm doing good and I'm like, Oh yeah, girl, you're keeping that weight off. But when I know I've been cheating a little bit, I'd be like, do I want to look at that today? I don't think so. Nope. I'm going to keep in my mind that I'm still <laughs> at X weight, even though I know it's probably changed. It's like the last time I checked in.
1: <laughs> yeah. The last time is what counts. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so it doesn't exist.
0: Uh-huh. Then I go to the doctor, your scale is broken. Cause when <laughs> I checked last, it said... <laughs> So it is a hot mess. It is a hot mess, but I get that so much. So you were an accountant for 10 years. What were you doing in accounting?
1: I mostly did payroll, but I also did some, you know, ledgers and and things like that. Accounts payable, accounts receivable, kind of a little bit of all of it, but my big focus was payroll.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So that is so great. So I love accounting um I love finances more that's why I'm here but Mm -hmm. I love accounting as well and that was that's a completely different transition and different kind of lifestyle
1: yes like
0: because in the payroll department you don't have to talk to people
1: (laughs) nope I was just in my little hole all day
0: Like you get used to being by yourself, not having to interact with folks, not having to say anything like you literally can do your entire job without speaking to a soul or maybe just replying to a few emails and calling it a day. So how does that work to transition to now where you're a nutrition coach? So you're dealing with people daily, you're coaching them. And like, did you have to find yourself coming out of your shell?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm a huge introvert. like (laughs) Huge And that's why I always tell the story. I never saw myself doing this full time ever. And nobody in my family was ever an entrepreneur either. Like everybody just kind of did the quote unquote American dream where you, you know, go to school, get a job, work full time, hate your job. Most of the time, come Mm -hmm. home, have a little time to spend with your family and then do it all again. You know? Um, I just didn't want that. I didn't want it, but I I had to figure it out because it didn't really have an example um but it was a huge transition but I will say like one of the huge perks is I don't have to wear heels anymore I can wear yoga pants every day <laughs> ain't that nice
0: oh leggings are like my day-to-day see but that's probably why I also don't realize my weight gain because
1: <laughs> I'm wearing leggings
0: day. every day it's my uniform my husband's like what are you wearing today babe my uniform,
1: leggings, yeah. and a shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just get away with it. Cause I'm like, well, I'm in health and fitness.
0: <laughs> hey, they don't see the bottom down. So just in case people want to know, I have on leggings 90 oh. to 95% of the time.
1: Same. Like, Same. And a lot of times I don't even do my hair. I just throw a hat on and call it a day
0: you you see this, you see that I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better with doing something more to my hair, but I mean, it's just a different transition. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, look, I'm still just as smart, whether I'm dressed up or not. Like, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I love that. I love that because it's just so, uh, one heels were never for me. I can say that heels were never for me. I always felt like my feet deserve, uh, to be comfortable. <laughs> all yeah. time, so
1: well, They kind of went out the door when I became a mom, but then they really went out the door when I didn't have to wear them to work anymore. But going back to the transition piece, I will say this. I was so introverted and so scared of public speaking that when I was in college, I contacted my advisor to find a loophole to get out of taking speech class. I was like, what can I do to not have to take that? Is there any other class I can take to get my degree? And- so I ended up taking, I think it was a religion class. I don't know how that equated to speech, but I didn't take speech in college because I was terrified. And so again, yeah. it's, it's God. It, that's the only answer I can give you. It's God that I can actually speak, you know, clearly enough to coach somebody to get my point across. And they to even do anything like this, like to come on a podcast, to come on an interview and share my story. I even launched my own podcast last year. Did I ever see myself doing that? No, not in a million years, but this stuff needs to be said. It needs to be heard. The message needs to get out there because there's so many people that don't, they're like sitting in silent suffering because they're not comfortable in their body. They don't feel confident to go out and do what God's called them to do. And they're sitting back and hiding, especially after becoming moms, they're sitting back and hiding. They're not getting in the pictures because they're not comfortable in their skin and when they do try to lose the weight, they starve themselves and they're unhappy. Because if you're anything like me, I get hangry when I don't eat. So yes,
0: <laughs> same.
1: That attitude comes across Ooh. like you're constantly in a bad mood because you're hungry all the time mm-hmm. and you just you can't be who God called you to be when you're not fueling yourself and t- taking care of the, your God-given temple it's the way he designed it. So, yes. you know, it was just, it was God doing the work and I'm so thankful that he did. Me too.
0: That is so great that you say that. And I tell you, I definitely relate as um, being a mom that has hidden from the camera. Like I blew up um, during my pregnancy with my son. And I had people asking me all the time, like, are you sure you're just having just one? Is it multiple? Like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, if if looks could kill, I would have shot so many people down. (laughs) Like, you were just like... They don't know what to say on their mouths, and right? it's just like, but I got so big, and like, I was looking at um my maternity pictures, and we had took some, and I got my brother to take them for me, and it was a Mother's Day last year, and then I was looking at the pictures when he gave them to me, and I was like, oh my god, true. <sighs> in there I was like I was so big but um even like looking back it was like I didn't take a lot of pictures but I did force myself to take some for this um for this this last pregnancy and that's mainly because so we have a blended family so with us uh we have four kiddos like I was telling you and we um this was my second pregnancy and so my first pregnancy I was a teenage mom and I was ashamed I was very ashamed of being a teenage mom, um, not breaking that generational curse. I felt so bad that I had a baby at 17. And so I didn't take any pictures because I was like, this is not anything to be celebrated or glorified. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, I sinned and now I'm bringing this child into the world and I'm not ready for it. How how the heck am I going to take care of her? I can't take care of myself. So I don't have many pictures of me being pregnant with my daughter, who is a blessing, an angel, nothing about her is a mistake like she is just i don't deserve her right but
1: totally given to you for a specific reason and a purpose yes
0: yeah Yeah. because she's so great and i'm like god why do i have such an amazing human being as my daughter because i don't think i'm that great like as much as she's that great like she's just my little angel i don't know i'm biased i'm her mama but she's she's the perfect angel to me
1: (laughs) you're allowed to be biased.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. So with this last one, I definitely wanted to take pictures. And so it was like, but then when I was looking back, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was so big. And then even still, I want like my husband to take more pictures of me with my son and stuff when we're interacting, because I'm like, I want these times to look back on. But I'll see even when I'm taking pictures of myself, I'm like, Oh, do I look too big? Or do I look like this? Or Whatever the case may be, because it's just like that's kind of in my brain too. So I definitely understand the shying away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we, all those things that we think, like we look at pictures and we see all those things, our family are, they're just glad we're in the picture. They're just glad we have those memories. And I say that about like it's summer, you know, uh, we're recording this in the summer. People don't want to wear swimsuits. It's like they don't care what you look like in the swimsuit. They think you're beautiful and they're just happy that you're there spending time with them.
0: Well, thank you, because we're supposed to go on vacation next week, and I've been like, oh, I need a new swimsuit, because I'm not trying to show all of this off at these beaches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wear the swimsuit. But there's kind of like two things there, too. Like, sometimes we justify our actions and stuff. And we're like, well, I'm this way because of this, this, and this, and this, we still kind of hide away from it. But then there's also like grace to be found in, in all of it too. So there's a big difference between justification and grace. And there's also a big difference between like shaming yourself in those situations. Like you can be working on yourself and love yourself in the process. Not I need to lose weight because of all these things that are wrong. No, we can love where we are right now and also still want to continue to get better.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. I'm going to embrace that as well. And so I thank you for like just giving that insight because that definitely needs to be embraced. Now, this transition, especially as an introvert, because I definitely was an introvert. Now I think I'm like halfway. That's what the Myers-Briggs tells me. (laughs) It says that her rate is like 50 introvert, 50 extrovert. So it's better but still there's some weekends where it's like I've just been like peopled out and just want to like go on my shell and just stay home watch movies like and not socialize with any outside human
1: beings. (laughs) I'm that way if I go to an event I need some days to recover. (laughs) Yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) we had a jam packed weekend of like event after event it was like my sister's prom and my mother-in-law's birthday and We were just like at all the places, and I went to like work work events or business events or whatever. And so, like after that weekend, I was like, "This did not feel like a weekend at all." (laughs) It's horrible.
1: Where was the rest?
0: Yes, and it was like the whole week. I was like, "This weekend coming, I'm doing nothing. Like, (laughs) I don't want to do anything." And that weekend, we did nothing. We just stayed in the house. We we just went out for groceries and that's it. And like back in. So I definitely get where it's just like, you know, extroverts, they get all of their energy from being around people. And that's my husband. He loves crowds and people. And that's his thing. And me, you know, I love people at times. And then (laughs) (laughs) I really love my solo moments. Where yes. I'm just chilling, watching TV, maybe with a good snack, um, yep. and it brings me joy. So how was that transition? Because you have to sell and market and get out there and speak. And you avoided speech like the plague before.
1: I did. I did. And that was a process that took years, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I really, like we talked about at the very beginning when you said, or when you asked me about jumping from, you know, co or, you know, accountant to coach quitting my job, like huge leap of faith. And it was kind of the same thing here. It was like having to say, okay, God, I trust you. And I trust you that if I put myself out there that, you know, I'm going to reap the rewards and it has definitely been that way. Hasn't been easy at times for sure. Um, And it's been scary as all get out, but like, I think sometimes we get so focused in the here and now and all of the like minor problems and minor things that we see coming up that we lose sight of the big picture. Mm -hmm. And so keeping that big picture at the forefront, I'm like, yeah, I might have to go through some uncomfort now, but man, is it going to be good at the end and so many parallels between you know, the faith piece, the nutrition piece, and then like the business side with me having to put myself out there too. And the weight loss piece, there's a lot of uncomfortable moments, but you just got to keep that big picture in mind. And that kind of what I had to do through that transition too, is just kind of keep that big picture. And plus I quit my job. So I had to make this work, right?
0: Definitely. I,
1: I mean, I had the conversation with my husband, but we even said, we're like, you know, we're trusting God in this. And then I told him, I'm like, give me three months. I give me three months. If it doesn't work, I'll go get a job. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go get a job. So (laughs) (laughs) I had the big picture in mind. It was just like, okay, these are the steps I got to take to get there. I'm going to do them. And it was scary, but all I can say is that God was with me through all of it. He equipped me. And, you know, if it's his purpose, you know, that we are trying to seek and his will that we are trying to accomplish He's going to give us that strength. He's going to give us the faith to do it. And he's going to give us the tools to do it too.
0: So when did you quit your job? Was this in 2020 or was it after that?
1: 2020, May of
0: 2020. Oh, wow. So like early on in the pandemic, you were just like, I would have thought you might've milked the whole working (laughs) from home piece for a little while longer. Like,
1: Well, I milked it as long as I could. They were asking us to come back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to.
0: <laughs> okay, I get that. They were, yeah, they were trying to bring people back in early. More. And yeah, I get that my job when I was in accounting, they were trying to drag me back in early too. And I'm like, for what? I've proven I can do my job from home. Leave me alone. I get to take naps here. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, And I was I like, I was in the thick of it too. Cause you know, my- My dad worked in a hospital during that time. So we were all very like, should we go see him? Should we not? I don't want to miss out on family time, but you know, what if he Mm. brought something home? And I had a one year old, and you know, my in laws were always willing to help too. But it was like, do we want to take germs we may have picked up somewhere to them because they were older? And so it was like, who am I going to get to watch my baby if I have to go back to work? Mm. And I was just kind of in that don't know what to do. And I was like, he was like, I proved I can do it from here. But also like I was, you know, in the thick of diapers and all of that stuff too. And yeah, yeah, it was a little harder to work from home. Um, but I could still do it. But then I also thought, you know, it would be a lot easier if I wasn't on somebody else's timetable trying Mm -hmm. to diapers (laughs) and all this stuff too. Um so that also helped me make the decision.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You just don't know, like, how there's so much synergy. My baby, like I said, he stayed home with me. So, um, because I didn't want anyone else watching my baby. And it was just like, that was just our preference. I was just like, hey, until my child knows how to talk and tell me what someone did, why and how, um, Absolutely. you're not leaving my sight. And even when it comes to family, it's not that like our family can definitely be trusted to watch our baby. They're the only ones that I let watch my babies but they have full-time lives. And so we don't really have anyone in our family that could watch our baby for us. Um, So it was just like, and then I want to see everything. I'm a little selfish. Like I want to see the first steps. I want to hear the first words. I don't, I want to see the teeth coming in. Like I don't want anyone else to experience the first instead. And so it was like, hey, look, um mm -mm. and I was working from home too even though I was like I quit my job I actually had a great job where I could stay working from home when I did quit um but I quit this year so it's awesome yes it's just been a journey with like God saying he told me to so I was like you brought me to it you better bring me through it Jesus (laughs) that's
1: right and you know like you have that that still small voice yes Uh, that tells you and you can't explain it to everybody else and everybody may think you're crazy but when God tells you to do it you better do it (laughs) yes
0: and you don't know how many people thought I was crazy they were like I remember having a conversation with my mother-in-law she was like I thought you went on leave or something she was like you quit your job I was like yes ma'am like (laughs) God said quit I'm not part-time I'm not on leave or any of that I I'm actually done. quit, and it was just like, oh, okay, like, it, it was like such a huge jump, but it was, it's been so worth it, like, just peace of mind, and I had an amazing job, not gonna lie, like, I had an amazing job, um, my dream, quote-unquote, job, but it wasn't, it still wasn't what I really wanted to do, and so, it's just finding that, like, finding what is like your purpose here and I'm like okay God I know this business is my purpose I've had it for years like I asked him to blow on it but I didn't know that meant he was gonna tell me to quit my job <laughs> so but I was just like hey whatever you say like if you say so God all right like let's let's do it your way yep
1: that's awesome yeah super excited for you that's amazing
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It has been, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like um, entrepreneurship was built to build faith.
1: <laughs> like, Amen. <laughs> there, I, yeah. My faith has never been tested as much as it has <laughs> been in the last few years, but it's saying that it's never grown as much as it has yes. in the last few years either.
0: Which is beautiful. So what are some things you've done on your faith journey to help grow your faith? um that other people can implement what are some of the things like um that you've been taken through
1: yeah the biggest thing I could think of is that I used to say I had faith but honestly I really had the faith but I needed the backup plan right Mm -hmm. so is that true faith I don't think so um I thought it was but it wasn't I knew I had a job to fall back on. I had money. I didn't have to depend on God. I mean, of course he could have taken that job away, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I can run this fun little business and it's nice, but I have a full-time job and I don't Mm -hmm. have to have it. And I look now and I was doing that in a lot of other areas of my life because I wanted to be in control. I wanted to know the backup plan was there.
0: Yes
1: there is no backup plan with this. It's fully putting your faith and trust in God. And yeah, you have to do your work. You have to do your part. He's not just going to magically send people to you when you don't put any effort in, but if you're genuine and you're doing it, you know, for the right reasons, and you just continue to trust in him have faith in him and continue to do his work, he's going to supply, um, and I never really acted on that before because I always thought I had to be controls of some of it. So this has shown me a whole, like, ginormous level of faith. Yes, but I didn't know it existed for sure.
0: So have a bit of a personal question. Yeah. What does your prayer life look like in this season, like, for you?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'll be really honest. When my son was little, it was just like almost non-existent, like right after he was born. And I think too, that's another piece of, you know, me always having to have the backup plan because he didn't have that great relationship. And then a little bit of even more backstory. I grew up in church my whole life. Like that was just a huge part of our life. But I almost feel like when you grow up in church, it's harder to have that personal relationship because that's just part of what you do, part of your routine. And yeah, I didn't really feel like I had some huge testimony, like God didn't swoop in and save me from something. And I didn't go through all this stuff. It was just, I was just always at church and always there. And um, through my weight loss journey, honestly, is where he showed me that my relationship with him was lacking. I was saved at a young age, but. He was like, you know, when's the last time you prayed? I haven't heard from you in a while, you know? And so that's kind of where he showed me that was lacking. And I was single during that time. And that's also really where I built up my, I would get up early in the morning and do my Bible study. I would pray. I would really work on my relationship with the Lord. And he really showed me that that was necessary to become the wife that I was going to be down the road. And so if I hadn't had that sweet season of singleness where I really grew my relationship with God, I don't Mm -hmm. think I would have been equipped to be the wife and the mom that I am today. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I built all that up and I was so excited about it. But then when Grayson was born, it was like, it took a dip because there were so many other things that were taking up all my time. And so when we decided that this was the great step for us, like I'd been praying about it before, started to get into a routine again. He was one, we're kind of getting back on schedule a little bit. Um, but then it was like, okay, if I'm gonna make this work, I gotta get up in the mornings, I gotta dig in, I gotta spend time with him, I gotta pray, I gotta pull, you know. And cause I've been feeling that call, but you always want like confirmation too. Like, yeah. am I just doing this? Am I just yeah. hoping this is what I'm gonna do? Um, and so I was very intentional, very, very intentional. And I still get up in the mornings and have my quiet time with God because I just need an hour before everybody gets up to be like, I don't know, what's the right word? Not angry, I guess. Yeah. Everybody gets up. I need that hour. I need my coffee. I need my quiet time with God. Um, So I'm very intentional about that. I'll even get up on the weekends and get up before everybody else because I just need that time to be better. But also like in the car, I'll, you know, pray and just, I've tried to be really, intentional with my prayers in front of my son too because I want him to know that that needs to be a all-day thing not just something we do at bed not just something we do um before we eat but like you can pray to God whenever wherever thank him for all the little things and um that has also helped my prayer life is knowing that he's watching Yes, you know setting that example for him
0: that makes such a huge difference and like we've been um you know what's actually powerful is how i love how you have that prayer life and for me i will say our daughter modeled that for us first right and that is Mm -hmm. and like it's i don't know i'm a little ashamed about it but it's true because i felt like maybe i took god for granted like i'm like oh he's here you know i go to church on sunday maybe i listen to some sermons in the car or something and like God I spent time with you I listened to a sermon like and (laughs) that would be my thing I would just like during my morning commutes and stuff taking them to school and everything that would be my time with God so to speak I'll just listen to a sermon on the way there or something like that Mm -hmm. and my daughter um she got it in her mind that she wanted to read through the bible and so it's her kids bible with pictures but nonetheless it's the bible right so Every day when she wakes up in the morning, the first thing she does before she brush her teeth, before she eats, drinks anything, she comes downstairs, gets in her little cozy chair, and opens up her Bible. And she was like, I'm just going to read two pages a day. I love and, it. And so she went through the entire Bible. And then she said, I'm going to do it again. so, like, she's going through it, like, a second time. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, I see you.
1: <laughs> they teach us so much, don't they? Like we think we're teaching them, but no, they're teaching us every day.
0: Yes. And I was just like, Wow, like that is just such beautiful dedication. And so it's crazy because then me and my husband we started saying, Let's do like daily devotion time together. Wow. And we're just like, Okay, we're gonna get up at six a.m. and our kids also wake up at six. So um I'm not waking up before everyone else at five. That is not my ministry, you know. Um <laughs> God
1: You do you, everybody's yeah
0: yeah like I'm not I'm not gonna do it I'm not a morning person like six is already a stretch and so really? yeah and so I'll get up during that time and we'll um read our bible now we haven't made it downstairs yet we want to read our bible downstairs together so that we can like model it for the kids they'll see that we're actually reading our bible at that time so they know what that looks like but you know my daughter does that too but it's just like I think it's important for them to see it and that makes a difference. But right now it's still in our bedroom and we'll read and we'll discuss and then we'll go back to sleep for <laughs> 30 minutes to an hour. Before there you we go.
1: Hey, and that's the thing that I think is so important for everybody to know, like my routine is different than yours and that's okay. Like yes. there's not a one size fits all approach to finances. There's not a one size fits all approach to nutrition. And there's not a one size fits all approach to your prayer life, your faith, all of that. Like I get up an hour early, you don't, that's okay. You're still getting what you need and you're still letting God pour into you through that. And some people do it at nighttime. They're just not gonna get up any earlier than they have to. And that's okay, they do it before bed. As long as you're making the intent and you're putting forth the effort, God is gonna bless that effort.
0: Exactly, and I love that. The only reason I stopped doing it at nighttime because I'm a night owl. I'd rather do everything at night. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just- I don't know how I'm wired. It's weird. But the only reason I stop is because I would be forcing myself, oh, it's time to go to bed. So then I wouldn't feel like it or I'll find myself like kicking it to the side. And yeah. I said, you know what? Let me make the first part of my day dedicated to Jesus. Let me give him my first and best. There so then he give me his first and best. And so, um, oh. but definitely everyone's look different. But I love to ask about prayer life because some. De- it took me a while to know that I needed daily devotion time. Same. Um, And to see the power of daily devotion time with God, like it's just like, even if it's just a few minutes, some days it's 10 to 15 minutes. Some days it's an hour. Um, It varies for me, but it's just like, oh, wow. It's like, oh, okay. I find myself getting frustrated. Now I'm like, did I have my devotion time or maybe I need to go have some more devotion time. with God. Let me step away before I go down this downward spiral and just like spend some time with him for him to like get me back. Right.
1: And yes. then come
0: back and address whatever life is throwing at me.
1: Yes, absolutely. My mom last year for Christmas, she bought me this, like, it's like a pocket devotion. And it's, I don't remember the name of it right now, but I think it's something like God's t- little God time for moms or something like that. And those are super short. They're like two to three minutes and it never fails if. If one morning something happens and I just needed extra sleep and I sleep, it's like, if I need the rest or if we're pushed for time or something like that, and that's the only time I have is that two to three minutes never fails. It's exactly what I needed to hear. So he's going to meet you where you are in every season. And that's the beautiful thing about God.
0: It is. I love that. I love it. That's so beautiful. Um, You got to tell me when you find the name of it. You got to send me that. I would love to be able to check that out. Um, I've been doing this thing called Draw the Circle by Uh, Mark Patterson. yeah. 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 Okay. So you've seen it or done it before? Yes. Yes. It's so awesome. Oh, I do have it right here next to me. Sometimes it's upstairs. Sometimes it's down here. But oh, my blur is stopping it from coming through. But yeah, this... 40 day prayer challenge is so beautiful it's like yep. just two pages i'm already thinking i'm like when i get done with this what am i going to do now for my devotion because i love having this to just like steer my day yep. and my prayer and it has been exactly what i needed and i was like oh this is just like so wonderful because before we would just be choosing random Bible verses or like books in the Bible to read or a chapter to read or something like that. But it didn't have purpose sometimes. Well, it had purpose, but
1: you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's a great idea to to have a template, you know, to yeah, go for sure. And it's even better when you, you like you just said, what am I gonna do after this? It's even better when you're sad when it's over because you know it was that yes. good. Yes, <laughs>
0: because I'm like, oh, well, I own the book so I can go right back through it if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could do something different, but it's just like, it is just strengthening my prayer life and my devotion time. And I'm like, this is just so beautiful to just find like what to do. Um, because we all need to know, like when we're trying to follow God, like sometimes we don't have a roadmap or even like growing up in church, we kind of take it for granted. And yeah. yes, absolutely, okay. we need to figure this out so that we can have our own relationship with God. We can't rely on grandma's prayers forever. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Like she got her prayer, like we need ours too.
1: Exactly. It's going to carry you so far.
0: Exactly. I love that. So we're going to transition into um the last segment of my podcast. And basically this is the finance part. And so I ask every guest, what is one thing that you're struggling with with finances that I can help with right now? So it's just like an on the spot coaching. You don't give all your numbers or anything, but it's just like... <laughs> a question that you have about finances that maybe you struggle with.
1: Yeah. All right. So entrepreneurial life, right? Yes. Best practices for, because you don't have like the 401k, right? For your Mm -hmm. employer. So best practices for setting yourself up for retirement one day.
0: I love that. So first is figuring out what is going to be your style as far as risk, um, so are you someone that is risk adverse because I could assume that because you're an accountant, um, are you someone yes. that's a little bit more risky? Yes. Yes. Okay. So risk adverse. And so I guess the thing would be is how active do you want to be in your investments? Do you want to be in stocks where it's kind of like set it, forget it. This is on autopilot for me. Or do you want something such as like real estate that's more active or to own some additional businesses that bring you in passive income?
1: Real estate really appeals to me lately. Okay. Um, And I don't know if it's because we watched cartoons for like four years and we're just getting some of our TV back and we've started watching HGTV again. (laughs) Um, But like rental properties and things like that, my husband and I have actually been talking about hey, it would be super fun to have a rental property. So that actually really piques my interest that you say that.
0: Awesome. Okay, I love real estate. I feel like it's the best way to build wealth. And so- that's where, um, and you have a lot more control over it. So if you're a little bit of a control freak like me, like where it's like, I need to have my hands in it. (laughs) Like, okay. So, you know, that's where you have a lot more control. The stocks, you don't have any control over it. It does whatever it wants to do. And you just have to trust that you're invested in something that's good and that will help you in the long run. But a lot of times it's not giving you an immediate return. And um, depending on how you structure it, like you're not going to see nearly as great returns as you could in real estate gotcha. because if you have $10,000 and you invest it in stock, you'll 10 you own $10,000 of stock. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But if
0: you have $10,000 and say you were instead to put it inside of your business or mm-hmm. even not even in your business, but in real estate, so to speak, say you're using it as a down payment or something like that, you can own a $200,000 property or $150,000 property. property. So it's just like, there's no way it can compare to real estate because you get such a bigger asset for way less money out of pocket. Right. And so that's where I love to look at that. And so I would say, let's look at real estate for you. And then you would have to say, well, what is your style? Um, Are you someone that wants to flip homes? which I feel like is more risky. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're risk averse, then you may want more of the buy and hold strategy. Mm-hmm. So I would start looking at um, the Bur Method. There is a um, book by Bigger Pockets that I love. I have it on my bookshelf, but I don't have it on my desk to be able to show. But basically, you buy. You rehab the place or renovate the place um so that it's up the par. So you're going to buy something that needs some work. Mm-hmm. And then after you rehab the place, you rent it out and um then you refinance. And so you refinance to take all your money out that you put into it and then rinse, wash, repeat.
1: There you go. Like, you That's do it fantastic. again and
0: again and again.
1: That's fantastic. That was super helpful. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. And the great thing about real estate is it gives you monthly cash flows so you can reach your passive income goals way faster so that if you don't want to show up for work anymore, once you've built up enough real estate, you can say, hey, look, I have some stuff out there if you guys want it. Um, Mm -hmm. you can buy it or whatever, and you can make your business passive too because you're just like, hey, look, it's there if you want it. And you're just living your life and doing whatever your next calling is. Or it can make your business that much more enjoyable because you can take a lot more risks and try some new things because you have this passive income that's a safety net for you again. So it's all about having options to me. So I look at retirement instead of having as passive income. And where yeah. do I want my passive income to come from that I don't have to work for? So um, whether it be in stocks, and I still recommend having some stocks because sometimes it's just like, look, real estate may not be the most advantageous way to buy right now, or you don't know what you wanna do and you don't mm-hmm. want that money sitting in a savings account, getting you nothing. So right. it might as well be invested somewhere. Right. And by you being a solopreneur, there are so many options that you have that you can invest. And, um, you can invest way larger amounts than people with a regular 401k where they can invest around 20,000. You can invest in some plans over a hundred thousand dollars, and get tax benefits for it. Wow. Yeah. So
1: awesome. We're going to have to set up another call.
0: Yes. (laughs) So it's just all about figuring out your style and what works best for you. Um, yeah. But I love finance questions and everything finance. So it's been so great talking with you, Rachel. Like, oh, this is lovely.
1: Oh, I loved it. We could have probably talked for hours, but we got to. Yes. <laughs> do that for another time, another day.
0: Yes. As I told you, I was like, these things can go on. And I'm like, oh, if it's really good, I'm just going to have to find a point where we can like <laughs> cut it off. Because I really enjoy talking to you, especially like there's so much synergy. So Oh, I love, I love it. I love it. So we're going to have to chat more um, offline. But, oh, this episode is sponsored by the Financial Freedom Plan, where I help parents like you to create custom financial plans that actually work for you instead of against you so that you can start reliving your dream lives every day. So if you want to find out more, go to theffplan.com to figure out how you can get on your journey to create a custom plan that works for you today. And again, that's theffplan.com. It'll be in the show notes. All right. And Rachel, is there anything that you want our guests to know on how they can stay in contact with you or reach out to you? Because... Oh, I'm a mama and I know there's other mamas listening to this that are like, Hey, look, I need to figure out how to lose weight and not be stressed out and not starve myself. Cause I love my snacks. Yes, <laughs>
1: so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you can find me on my website. It's www.rachelking.org or you can find me on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out, share my stories of my morning routine and, uh, my kiddo. And recently we got a new puppy. So that's been an adventure. Um, but just kind of share my day to day and help along the way. Um, I'm on Instagram at Rachel MegzKing. King.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. And Rachel's contact info will be in the show notes as well. So I have loved having you here, Rachel. And thank you all for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of 1322 Life. Bye.